0: Connor Basilac returns to practice. Missouri basketball makes the final four for a five-star prospect. All this and more coming up on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey all you true sons and daughters, I am John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And yes, if that cold open sounded a little different, well that's because I'm recording this show also on YouTube today for the first time. If you want to check out the YouTube version of this show Well, just go to YouTube.com, search for Locked on Mizzou, subscribe, all that good stuff for free. It's really as simple as that. And frankly, I'm a little bit new at this, so be kind. Perhaps the technical snafus, hopefully they will be kept to a minimum, but you know what? Regardless of all that stuff, that's too inside baseball. You guys want to hear about football and basketball, not inside podcast nonsense, so Here's the deal. Saturday night, Missouri had an open practice for the fans from 6 to 8 p.m. Again, the big news is just that Connor Bazelak is back on the football field. Clearly, he tested negative for COVID-19. We can clearly make that assumption. But you know what? Some other news and injury updates, unfortunately, to get to, including... Tyler Beatty left the field fairly early in that practice, it sounded like, before any kind of real scrimmaging took place or anything. During punt return drills, again, Beatty didn't return, but hopefully at this point it doesn't sound too serious. So hopefully that will indeed be the case. Now in Beatty's absence, Eli Young, as you might have suspected, got most of the first string reps. But you know what? At this moment maybe somewhat surprisingly, Dawson Downing is your number three running back, at least according to how it worked out in that open practice on Saturday. Now, previously I had said that I was hoping one of the true freshman running backs might emerge and take that number three spot. And that's really nothing against Dawson Downing. I just think Let's face it, at this point in his career, he's probably hit his ceiling. But, you know, a fan favorite, a guy who's shown some ability to run the football before, certainly a guy who's been in this program for a long time, a veteran that you can trust and pass protection and always do the right thing, probably hold on to the football. But you know what? True freshman B.J. Harris got some work, too. So certainly nothing settled there. But if we kicked off today, and by golly, we're 12 days from the kickoff, of the football season, well, I think Dawson Downing would probably be the number three running back. Now, another injury update, we're about 11 days out from when Mookie Cooper, the presumptive starter at the slot receiver position, transfer from Ohio State, well, he remains sidelined right now. So, apparently, whatever his mysterious lower leg injury is, they're still wanting to give him some rest and maintenance 12 days out from the opener. If I had to guess, I'd still say there's probably a decent chance for him to get there, but not a must either. I think we'll need Cooper in the long term, but you know what? If we got to start Barrett Bannister in week one, that's okay. Again, a a guy not totally dissimilar to Dawson Downing, a guy who's been in the program now for, gosh, five or six years now, I think. You can count on Barrett Bannister. You know, you know where he's he you know he's going to run the right route and you know he's going to catch the ball more often or not. So, reliability not something to turn your nose at. But when it comes to the depth chart, when it comes to position battles here in the preseason, well, along the offensive tackles, that was actually where it looked like some of the biggest competition was going to happen. But right now, it sure looks like Javon Foster is going to be your your starter at left tackle. Meanwhile, Hiron Wright, who had a shoulder injury missed last season, now looks like he's ensconced at right tackle. And Xavier Delgado at left guard, notably, as well. Now, while Luke Griffin came in, played well at the end of the season at that spot, kind of good to see Delgado take it down, honestly. Because, to me, that says that we've got depth at that position. I've also thought it was interesting that true freshman Connor Tollison has essentially been the second string center so far. Marcus Johnson had mentioned, Missouri's offensive line coach, that he'd like to get some looks at Tollison there. Well, apparently he liked what he saw because while Tollison spent a lot of time at left tackle during spring and fall camp as well, just the fact that he's now the second string center, well, that's only good for the line. You want to have options, and flexibility, especially at your backup positions. Now, speaking of flexibility, you know what's nice? It's nice to be able to go to a hot game at Faro Field and not worry about sweating. Wear what you want. Wear that favorite shirt, even if it's black. What the heck? Because guess what? When you've got Sweat Block, the doctor-created, doctor-recommended product, well, Each and every one of these works for up to seven days. So let's face it, it's going to be hot this week. So in a couple weeks, it's probably still going to be hot. I promise you right now, you're going to want to order some sweat block so you aren't a pitted mess in your favorite Mizzou shirt at Faroe Field. That first game's always hot. Let's plan in advance, people. So here's what you got to do. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code LOCKED ON. Once again, you got to use that promo code LOCKED ON for 20% off at sweatblock.com. And oh, by the way, you can find these at Amazon or at CVS as well. Well, speaking of technical snafus, I've already decided to abandon the video version for today, but you know what? We push on with the audio podcast and one position that doesn't appear to be settled right now on the defense. Well, it's actually two positions, both outside corner positions and indeed the nickelback position. A lot of competition there and it would seem to be healthy competition. I like that There appears to be depth at that spot. For instance, you already have Ennis Rakestraw coming back with lots of experience and hype from last season. Ish Burdine also appears to be a factor as well, splitting a lot of reps, at least again in this open practice, to the public, splitting time with Burdine, Rakestraw, Caleb Evans and Allie Green, the latter two, of course, being the Tulsa transfers. You know, what's interesting though, maybe even more so than that, is that that slot cornerback position looks to be a battle between Chris Sheeran and Chris Abrams drain. Now, Chris Abrams drain came to Mizzou as a wide receiver, only converted to defensive back late last season, mostly out of desperation. Now, a part of me worries a little bit there. I guess my assumption, and apparently this was a bad assumption, that Green, Evans, and Rakestraw would probably all start. One of those three guys would have to figure out how to play that nickelback position, that slot corner position. But sort of like your offensive line, I just figured, well, you want to have your best five on your line? Well, you want to have your best three out there in that nickel package. But... If those are indeed our best three, it looks like they're going to exclusively play on the outside and we'll have to figure out something else, something else I should say, in the slot. Now, speaking of cornerbacks, again, it looks like Dalen Carnell, the true freshman cornerback from Indianapolis, it looks like he's going to shed his red shirt and at the very least play some special teams this year for sure. Same deal with linebacker Damian Wilson. He's for sure going to play this fall, looks like, by all indications. And, of course, Dominic Lovett is the obvious true freshman who is certainly not going to redshirt, barring some type of unforeseen injury. Lovett played a lot of time with the first string offense. It looks like he's probably their best deep threat, period, and certainly their best deep threat on the outside right now on that boundary. Now on the injury side, speaking of Indianapolis true freshman, unfortunately Kyron Montgomery tore his ACL and according to him, dented has a dented bone fracture in his leg as well. So he's out for the season. You know, generally these days we think torn ACL early in the season like this he'll have a full year to recover by next season, you'd think, okay, he should probably be able to get back by 2022. But a bent, a dented bone fracture. I'll confess to not having heard that one before. So I'll reserve judgment. Obviously, every ACL injury is different. I think that's the main point here is to always keep that in mind. As, as much as those have become seemingly routine, the recoveries, Not always the case. There are exceptions to the rule. Let's hope that that's not the case for Kyron Montgomery because he was a guy mentioned by the defensive staff as a guy that they expected to see the field. Now, based on practice reports, Montgomery had not broken the two deep yet. And neither had true freshman Travion Ford, for instance. But with the redshirt rules being what they are now, We would have probably seen them, those guys see some snaps for sure, because again, against Southeast Missouri State or against. Gosh, who knows who Missouri could be up against in this season. Hopefully, they'll have some big leads at some point, and you can see what these guys look like, at least for a few snaps out in real game action, without actually burning their red shirt. Once again, you can play up to in as many as three or four games, I believe, without burning your red shirt. It used to be a, hey, one play and your red shirt's gone deal. That is no longer the case. Another true freshman along the offensive line, or excuse me the defensive line, looks like he's going to get a long look by the Tiger defensive staff as Arden Walker, so a name to keep your in the back of your mind there. And coming up, I do want to talk about Missouri making the final four for one of the top 10 rated players in high school basketball. But first, I got to tell you about one of our longest time sponsors, and that is Build Bar, who has nine delicious flavors, and regardless of which one you pick, I think you'll find it's the best tasting protein bar ever devised by mankind. So, think coconut, think cherry barcia, think double chocolate, I mean, come on, you can't go wrong with any of these. They're high in protein, but also low in calories and sugar and carbs. So, yes, you've got a great tasting treat, but not all the stuff you don't want. That's the best thing about Built Bar. So, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And with pro and college football just around the corner, as always, bet online. Is your number one spot for everything pigskin? Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online exclusively. So head to the website right now to receive your one hundred percent. Welcome bonus! Do you hear that, folks? A one hundred percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Once again, that's promo code Locked On at BetOnline, Your online sportsbook experts. I have to admit, I was pleasantly surprised when Mark Mitchell, a forward from Kansas, from Wichita, Kansas to be exact. High schooler, top 10 in the country, according to most outlets. When he had Missouri in his final four, I got to say I was pleasantly surprised, along with, as you might expect, the Kansas Jayhawks, the UCLA Bruins, and the Duke Blue Devils. So very, very fierce competition there for his services. Mitchell, six foot 205, kind of your prototypical player that everybody wants now, right? The rangy, tall guy that can seemingly do as many things as you can possibly put on his plate. That's what everybody wants, the multi-talented forward. Now, most of the scuttlebutt actually has Duke as the leader over, again, UCLA, Kansas, and Missouri, but What's interesting to note is, of course, that Mark Mitchell wouldn't be playing for Coach K. No, he'd be playing under John Shire his first season with the Blue Devils. So, does that give Missouri a better shot, perhaps? Does the fact that Bill Self and Kansas, they they seem to be in a bit of turmoil, the whole Kansas, their whole situation with the Big 12 conference is certainly worth questioning. And hey, UCLA, when was the last time they were really, really good? Oh, wait, they made the Final Four last year. Just kidding. Okay, maybe UCLA is not a good spot. But the point is, I'm just encouraged that Missouri apparently has made enough of an impression on this kid to make his Final Four. That's actually a good sign. That's something that other recruits notice as well. So even if Missouri does not get Mitchell, well, that's probably where the smart money is right now, sadly still probably a good sign for Conzo Martin and company. But you know what? Still plenty of questions to answer for the Martin regime. And the 21-22 basketball non-conference schedule was released fairly recently. And well, oddly enough, as you've probably heard, Missouri opening up the basketball campaign with Central Michigan, just like the football team will in 12 days too. But Speaking of, again, harbingers of possible bad things, hey, remember when the Kim Anderson era was pretty much immediately derailed by a loss to UMKC? Well, Kansas City on the schedule for this new, young, completely new-look roster for Conzo Martin and company. That's their second game of the regular season, November 15th on a Monday. I'm just going to say it right now. I don't like to make giant hyperbolic proclamations too often, but if Missouri loses to Kansas City, if they lose to UMKC again, the Konzo Martin era is done. It's never going to work. I, I promise you that. That's the one thing I've learned in the last seven years as a Missouri basketball fan. If you lose to UMKC as a coach, you cannot recover. But if we assume that Missouri does get past that particular game, which my God, let's hope so. If we assume that Boogie Coleman and Amari Davis, these, these transfers who do have college basketball experience, if they come in and really solidify the backcourt in particular for this team, well, there's a chance they could be half-decent. And you've got a half-decent schedule for Missouri, too. But one, especially in the non-conference, obviously we're focusing on here, very, very backloaded. Because again, you're starting with Central Michigan, UMKC, not a lot of prominent home games. I hate to say it, folks. The season starts on November 9th. Well, I guess you could argue that Wichita State, without Greg Marshall, is still a a decent game. Oddly enough, a Friday night game. But really, the big one is the long-awaited return game by the Utah Utes, finally playing Missouri on December 18th, but that's part of, again, the big finish. For Missouri, their last three non-conference games before SEC play starts at Kansas, Utah at home, and then the Bragg and game against the Fighting Illini in St. Louis. That's quite the close there, but you know what? For a, a younger group, a group with a whole lot of new guys, even though as a fan... It's going to be hard to get really excited about Missouri basketball in November and early December this year. Well, you know what? Once December 11th rolls around, that Kansas game happens, well, I think suddenly there's going to be a lot more eyeballs on Missouri, obviously. Then you get Utah a week later, bragging rights, SEC play starts. You know, when you think about it like that, just from a a booking standpoint, if you will, a marketing standpoint standpoint. Well, it actually does make a lot of sense on that if you look at it from that angle that hey, maybe we'll get some people excited about Missouri basketball this year, you know, assuming they're off to a solid start. And really if Mark Mitchell's recruitment if it keeps going for that long, he's going to want to see some victories for the Tigers. That's for sure. So, certainly beating Kansas this season would go a long way. To beginning that trend. But you know what? Speaking of trends, I swear this, these, these audio and video snafus involving YouTube won't go on forever. We're going to reverse that trend. I'll figure it out eventually. I was a little frustrated today, I'm not going to lie, but you know what? We got out the audio version anyway, and you audio people, you're the old school. You're my real fans. So You're the most important, but eventually we are going to get this show out on YouTube as well. But yes, if you are an audio fan, don't worry. Nothing is going to change on this end whatsoever. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.